You're tuned into the Self-Love Podcast by Love Madden with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us weekly for a dose of good healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? Well. Oh, really well. Yes. I feel I like I'm out, of that. The, I'm out of the uh, despair. The last couple weeks have been hard, and now I feel like I'm turning the corner. Sun is shining. The sun is shining. The I'm, weather is weathering. Weather is weathering. I'm feeling good about the it. The flowers are blooming. Like I have this um I think it uh, a Japanese some type of Japanese tree that the lady who owned first owned the house has in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And this morning, well actually since yesterday, I've been seeing like little blooms popping out. And one of them this this morning like actually had some had opened and I was I like, wow. It. Yeah. We don't we don't have any flowers. Um at our house. True. <laughs> <laughs> but I was at my parents' house yesterday because uh-huh. they're back um, from their oh, trip. Yeah. And they have daffodils. And it was oh, like yeah. five bright yellow daffodils had bloomed, you know, to welcome them home. And I was like, oh, they're so beautiful. You know what? I don't know if daffodils is like a. Maybe early. They, they, they're early. Perennial. And I feel like they're everywhere. Everywhere mm-hmm. on my l- little street, mm-hmm. somebody has a daffodil. They're whether so it's pretty. like one or like a bunch. Like so. a little cluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the flowers are flowering. All right. Well, yeah. Love it or leave it. I have to love it. Good. Per always. You know what? Why I had like started the intro? Because per usual. You're not ready. No, I am ready. I have oh. a couple things in the back pocket, but I just need to figure out what I'm going to say. All right. My love it is Mary Ruth's. Uh, why are you looking at me like <laughs> Mary Ruth's? That's the brand name. I mean, hey. Organic liquid multivitamins. Oh, you know what? I think I saw Summer post about that. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen it like. It's like a, a liquid vitamin? It's oh, a liquid vitamin. liquid vitamin. Yeah. Yeah. You um, keep it in the refrigerator and yeah, it's liquid. It is very, I like it because, I mean, I don't know if it's like working per se, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I don't know what wait, working wait, looks wait, like. Wait. Okay. Hold up. What? You like it because I mean, why? It's not medicine. It's a vitamin. I'm about to tell you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I don't know, you know, if I feel like a huge difference in my body or if it's just like a placebo effect. But okay. what I do like about it is that all of us in the family can take it. Oh. So I don't have to buy a kid's vitamin, a women's vitamin, mm-hmm. a men's vitamin. It's like the same, you know, the same core things that we all need. You just take it at different dosages. So if you got kiddos from age two, like based on age and weight, mm-hmm. take more or less. Um, but all the way up to seniors. Everybody can take it. That Mary Ruth's was giving me women's only vitamin. That's what I'm saying. We can all take it. They do have like an additional like iron supplement if you okay. need a boost. So just I take that because I need a boost. But yeah, you know what? I went to the doctors recently and I was like, oh, can you test for my vitamin D levels? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, because black people mm-hmm. normally their mm-hmm. levels are low. And she was like, you know what? They even stop like screaming they can get, for. That's what my doctor said too. Yeah, she was like, everybody, everybody needs it. it need, yeah, needs it. Like everybody's <laughs> sun deficient or vitamin D deficient. So my doctor it's no said the same thing. She was like, we ain't checking. Yeah, especially after the pandemic, everybody's working from home. Ain't nobody out in the sun. Just go ahead and get that D three. <sighs> I need to get one because yeah, yeah. I do still take. I have like D three from when I was taking it before. I do still take that, and I take a probiotic. But I like the Mary Roots because it has everything in it. Mm. It seems like a lot of things to take. I know. 
Well, the D3 you need to take because you can't get it from like diet. You know what I mean? Like your B vitamins and things you get from diet. But that D3 or layout, (laughs) you pick. My preference (laughs) is layout. (laughs) Now, where am I laying? Exactly. So, yeah, that's my love it. Did that give you enough to buy you some time? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So what I am loving um, over the past couple weeks actually has just been, I'm sure many of you have probably uh, probably saw the picture of Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. um, hugging one another, you know, and, and I think cuddling. It, cu- I don't I won't call it cuddling. That's what it was giving like a soft. It wasn't it like was a giving, manly embrace. It was giving a little yeah, like it a, was giving soft. soft hug. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. cuddle is I mean, OK, because sexual now, now I'm perpetuating a lot yeah. of the comments that were in there. But my thing, what I was going to say that I loved about it mm-hmm. is that. I love that we are seeing more images of men just being intimate, vulnerable, expressing their feelings like soft, soft mammy. Because now, you know, we always have our conversation about soft luxury, soft this, soft that. Soft mammy. Now, I I want a manly man, Mm -hmm. but I want a man who can is in touch with his feelings, isn't afraid to show emotion. I think some of the things that I have struggled with as a woman Mm. is Primarily because my father was a was hard. Don't do that. I mean, I'm, I'm no shade to him. He's a he's an amazing man, amazing provider. All of these but things. I got you. Tough, tough. I mean, yeah. he his father I think passed away when he was about 13. Mm-hmm. So in those formative years, his father was very like you know disciplinarian, mm-hmm. hard, whatever. Um, so he didn't, I don't, you don't, you can't give what you didn't have. That's it. And so, you know, no fault to him. Right. But now that we are, you know, men are going to therapy more, getting more in touch with their feelings. Soft man me, soft I love it. I do. Yeah. So yeah. I was talking about that with my husband and Mm. he, he agreed. He thought that was nice to be able to, I don't know about him necessarily saying that image, but just like men being able to just be vulnerable, be honest, be real. Like, it's a good thing. And what do you think? Because did you see the Jonathan Majors cover? Um, I think it was for... With the flowers? Yes. Yeah. And people were like... They're emasculinated. Oh, yes. Yeah. They also said that about Rihanna and, and, the, and the husband carrying his baby. I mean, what they're is not the, married, but... Or whatever, the baby yeah. father. <laughs> but no. I didn't think... <laughs> That's his baby. I just didn't understand the problem. I didn't either. And it's like, I don't know. I think we get so caught up in like gender roles and submission and this and that Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are times in their relationship where asap rocky is leading the family but for Mm -hmm. the purpose of that cover yeah it was about about rihanna it was her moment yeah yeah i thought it was fine people and their think piece girl they had the damn they had done the angles of the geometry soft angle hard pose hand cock shame (laughs) he had his hand hand over his private i said that this is too much People have way too much time on their hands. And to me, I feel like they probably got their own stuff going on that they need to focus all that think piece energy. It's giving a lot of projection. Yes. Yeah. On. But I think people do like if you're like a columnist or whatever, like yeah, you got to keep job. it. You got to <laughs> keep it interesting. <laughs> that's what I said about uh, Chris Rock recently had his Netflix special. And mm-hmm. I feel like some of it is just, like just be saying anything. It's shock value because you need to keep your name relevant. relevant. Who's the man who be yelling on ESPN all the time? Oh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, as soon as I hear his voice, I'm like, turn the turn the remote down a couple of notches. 
Just saying anything. But it's, yeah. It's his, that's his job. It's his job. Yeah. I guess that's their him. thing. Because the, the think people, whatever. The, that's the their freelance job. writers are just their job. Yeah. I'm not here for it, though. Yeah. Because everybody who's commenting is not a freelance journalist. Exactly. And it's not their job. It's not your job to sit on Twitter all day long and just be ranting and raving. Yeah. So. Each his own. Each his own. All right. You ready to get into this word? Yeah. It's time to at the table all right the week the weekly word this week is patience mm. i was looking while well, was <laughs> the pregnant pause i was looking at you to say it oh sorry i was looking down and i think that's something we should both struggle with i honestly am struggling with it a lot more now than ever and i'm gonna let you read the passage of course Mm -hmm. but you know as i said last week and the week before these passages have been hitting different right on time (laughs) yeah (laughs) patience is um it's a tough one i'll i'll read it because we the context that we're talking about it is a little bit more yeah, deeper you know, like than deeper. just regular, like... But I struggle with the day Grocery day. store <laughs> line patient. When I was driving over here, I was like, move it! Like, what are y'all doing? Get out of my way! And I was thinking, damn, I'm on my way to go preach to the people about patience, and here I am, not even able to make it a couple of blocks And the Lord home. will test you right yeah. in the moment, so... Absolutely. So here we go. So for those of you who are new to this show, we are going through a series um, called The Weekly Word that's available on my blog, lovemadden.com, and so I am sharing the passage um, with what I wrote there on the blog, but you can all also find these written there. Love is patient. We're reminded of this as we cross the threshold into marriage. We commit ourselves to showing up as conscious and gentle parents for our children. We patiently extend grace to friends traversing through life's challenges. We are, for the most part, patient with those on our jobs or in our care or across our communities because we understand that patience is a key tenet of showing the love of God to others. In the same way, exercising patience with ourselves is an act of self-love. Patience for our healing journey, no matter how many times we find ourselves repeating a lesson. Patience with our progress, no matter how incremental. Patience in the wait, no matter how long. Taken from the Apostle Paul's letters to the early Christians at Corinth, the popular passage in chapter 13 of the first book begins with those three familiar words. Love is patient. While an earlier version and presumably a closer, closer translation to the original text says it differently. It reads, love is long-suffering. Patience, as defined, is the capacity to accept long-suffering without getting upset. And according to the scriptures, it's not merely that, but also the ability to be grateful and even joyful for that suffering. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Romans 5, 3-4. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans 12, 12. Every time, then, that we practice patience in our personal journey, we're not just showing ourselves the love of God, but we are producing in ourselves an enduring hope that can only come from a faithfulness in God. Love, Madden. Mm. And with that... Let's, Let's dig in. Dig in. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to the passage before okay. we even get into the questions okay. because this particular paragraph hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. So patience, as defined, is the capacity to accept 
long suffering without getting upset. I, ugh, I, I'm at a place now where I am legit feeling like I'm out of patience. You're out. You're done. Yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe not out, out. <clears throat> okay. Let me, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm out of patience, but I'm getting weary mm-hmm. in the wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, when just that definition, except long suffering without getting upset. And I have found myself more and more. I think there were times where, um, you know, I wouldn't get upset, but I found myself getting a little bit more like disturbed and angry at the fact that I'm having to wait. Mm. So I don't know what that means, or I don't know what's going to come out in these next few minutes as we dig in, but, um, this is another one of those words where I feel like I don't know if I'm gonna be doing too much preaching to the to the people because of the space you're in. This where space. I am. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because most of the words or the principles that we go through, I feel like with age, there's more wisdom and mm-hmm. we increase and we do better. But patience is one of those things that I think dwindles with age. Mm. And my mother said this to me. She's like, I have less patience. I have That's lo- true. her to- my tolerance. She's like, my tolerance is a lot lower now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Are you- <laughs> What do you mean? She's like, I just, at this age, I don't have patience for it. Yeah. Um, And I'm starting to see that in some ways manifesting with myself, like patience for the BS kind of thing. Yes, Not like in yes, this way, yes. but I, I, it's one of those things that you feel like most of the other things we talk about with age, it's like you become more accepting a lot of times mm-hmm. and more understanding, but that patience, that thing gets shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I I think it, it does also have to do with the situation, too, because I, I do agree. think that there are some things where, yeah, you could be you, your patience is good and you're feeling good about it. And then other things, whether it's small, like today when I was in the um, fast food line, mm-hmm. I was like, look, there was only one car in front of me <laughs> and I skipped other places that had like six cars because I just knew. And they took forever. Forever. Yeah. But I made it, so <laughs> my patience, my patience uh, was rewarded. Anyway, let's start with the first question. Okay, what does patience mean to you, and how do you define it um, in your own personal way outside of what you may have written in the passage? Yeah, so I think in the passage I talk more about. You know, like I said, the long suffering, mm-hmm. the patience in the weight, the patience in the healing, the patience in the, the trouble, the times of trouble, just, right. you know, getting through seasons that feel like they might never end. But I think when I the way I define it just sort of personally mm-hmm. is just in my day to day. I feel like I have a short fuse or a low tolerance for just irritation. <laughs> and I feel <laughs> another thing my mother always says, everything gets on your nerves. I just feel like I just I'm, I'm irritable. Mm. Irritable. Yeah. And so that's something that I think I need to work on, obviously. Yeah. Um, Because I'm like, what is it with me that everything irritates me? We were before we started the um, episode, we were talking about our cycle. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like between the pre-cycle PMS, the during the cycle, the post-cycle, it's just it's a small window where I'm not irritable. Um, so I think I just can't blame everything on the cycle. I just need to figure out what's going on with me. And you know what? I, and maybe I just haven't been as, uh, like attuned Mm -hmm. to it, but I never thought I was someone who had like PMS where Mm -hmm. I was like getting, um, 
you know, more like irritable symptoms. around my like cycle period. I'm I just do. on the dag one hot seat. I mean, I could <laughs> flick off. It don't matter the time I'm. <laughs> That's what my mother would say. She would be like, "Oh, gee, here she goes." Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know, and I don't know if it. I like I said, I don't know if it is my cycle. I think it just, it might just be me. Like I do take on a lot. Yeah. When I, when I, because I'm in the space of like not wanting to compare my life to others, I don't pay a lot of attention to what others do. But lately, I've been more attuned with just like other people like relaxing on the weekend and stuff. And I'm like, what, what people have margin to relax. And I feel like I have not created that margin in my life. And I always thought the way that I was kind of running the race was typical, but now I see people be like, Chilling. People be chilling. People and be binge watching shows, shows, and I be like, like where, "How where the do people get the time? Do you find time to watch a whole series?" So I that's don't get something it. I want to do better at. Like, yeah. I need to create that margin to chill, and maybe I wouldn't be so irritable. I definitely think that that is um, something that you should invest in because yeah. one of the things for me that I've noticed, and I don't know if God is doing this intentionally, because I don't know if. I, some I've made some intentional um, step, taken some int- intentional steps to clear my calendar, but mm-hmm. I also feel like God has like cleared, cleared it, it for, for me, you. and I do feel like I'm more relaxed and more like slow mm-hmm. and and you know just I respond to people a little bit more differently, a little more, more carefree. Yeah, I don't know about more grace. No, I, I feel like my issue more before was my social calendar, and now I just feel like I am like it's just the work. Like I'm work. I'm You're working I don't. All the I do time. still have like a pretty full yeah. social calendar compared to the you know the average person. Which yeah. again, I didn't think. I thought everybody was always hanging out with friends and stuff. But oh, you just popular girl. <laughs> I think even though my social calendar has decreased, um, which is probably and it's in which it's in a better place. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. just like my my work capacity has mm-hmm. just. I feel like I have a ton of things to do on my list every single day. And even though I am shortening the list, I'm adding, it's like, if you're filling up like a bucket, I'm like dumping out the bucket and then I'm adding 10, 20 more things every day. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't know what that's called, but I'm going to work through it in therapy because it just, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem, it doesn't seem sustainable. And part of it is I'm starting up a new business. Right. So I understand so the season, gonna, yeah, of course. but part of it too is like, I don't know. I got to figure it out. Is it delegation? Is it, you know, being being comfortable with letting some things slide? I don't know. So, yeah, you definitely have to give yourself grace. There are a lot of things that I've wanted to do mm-hmm. that I just have not done yet. And I've given myself grace because I'm just not in the space to get to do it. So I know we're planning something for our 20th, our line anniversary oh, yeah. activity. Mm-hmm. And Tennille kept coming back to the chat asking who wants to take responsibility and I was like silent like <laughs> you ain't gonna keep coming back <laughs> making me feel like I need to step up no, 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 no. okay let me let so, I didn't, so I didn't say anything let me then I was like whatever happens happens that was one of my like practicing letting things go mm-hmm. so then Tennille came back with a new approach which was we're going to split the task up into four subtasks now who wants to take responsibility and then I did I took one yeah, I took a I subtask mean, because I, I do feel like people everybody is in a place where it's just so much going on and nobody wants to add any responsibility. But then mm-hmm. I feel like there's an opportunity for us to miss a moment. And I don't want us to miss a moment because we're like 
so bogged down in right and what i had life. to make peace with yes. is that i don't have to be the person you don't to lead the effort and i don't have to be the person to speak up and if we miss the moment i can make peace with that That's i can true. make peace with missing the moment because where 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 is the decisions like where where do I decide that this is the thing can can go to the bottom that's of the true. barrel that's very true like my priority list everything's one it'd be one a one b one double a triple a everything's on the top it doesn't make any sense and honestly I was a hundred percent comfortable with you or whoever mm-hmm. saying that you didn't want to take on something I just didn't want to feel like you know I had to take it all on. So I was just like, I'm going to see who wants to, anybody want to do it? I like the, I liked the breakdown approach. Yeah. Like I thought that that, and even that's work, right? Like initiating the conversation and bring, breaking it down into tasks is work. But for me, I just felt like, okay, I didn't have to do that work. Mm-hmm. Someone else has made it simpler. Someone else has delegated out. Oh, I could do this one little thing over here. That made it like bite hey, size for me. I told them in the chat. My line sisters, that is that I am the master, like bomb ass manager, man. I, I can I can do that. Yes, now, when it do. comes to <laughs> the actual task, the worker bee task, you don't get it a, done. It's a whole different story. I get it done, but it just be slow drag You're on your own oh, time. <laughs> I know. Somebody was like, I already reached out to my people. And I was like, damn. I have not done anything, and I was the one who gave the assignment. You were. I, I have more to say about this, but we can take it offline. Oh, no, no, not about you. Just about this whole thing, because I feel like it's taking us away from patience. Oh, true, true, true. Um, but yeah, I All don't right. even know how we got here. We got here because you were talking about like oh, your having schedule. too much to do. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the put a pin in that. All right, questions. So yeah, back to you. What does patience mean to you, and how do you define it? Ooh, patience for me right now is just what you put in the passage. Mm. Accepting, long-suffering, without getting... There's so many words that can go in that blank. It Mm -hmm. can be upset. It could be disappointed. It could be angry. It could Mm -hmm. be resentful. It could be jealous. It could be Mm. any number of words. Mm. And, like, that's where I am. Mm. So for me, it's just like trying to work through that so I am able to be be patient in a way that is healthy mm-hmm. and constructive. Mm. That's good. Yeah. All right. So what role has practicing patience played in your journey to healing? Um, and, of course, as always, if you have a story you want to share mm-hmm. or um, – you know, whether that's your patience with God and your relationship with God and mm-hmm. or yourself or someone else, just share that with us. Um, I think I, all of them, right? Mm-hmm. My relationship with God, I've had to be patient and I haven't had much of a choice because mm-hmm. that's the space where you can't really control. You can't control. And I tried the alternative, which was just to not have a relationship with God. But mm-hmm. then you be needing them. And I had to come crawling back. I know I was mad at you. But I do have a prayer request because <laughs> I tried to just like, I'm not going to talk to God. So there's that. Of course, patience and relationships with others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little easier to cut others off because you don't really be needing them like that. You know, like yeah, this ain't working. Yeah, you need God. that main line to God. But the one I think that's most relevant is to, to my healing journey has mm-hmm. been patience with my with myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know. There are things that I have to learn and relearn or things that I thought I learned that I didn't quite learn. Um, Things that I 
have to truly like make a practice of because the learning itself is a process. Mm. And in a lot of other areas of my life where I feel like I have a little bit more volitional control, I'm able to learn something, put it into practice and get it. Like that's how we learn in school, right? Mm -hmm. Like we learn something, we put it into practice. I have the skill, I move forward. But when it comes to, you know, my emotional capacity, understanding myself, my relationship with others, it's not so simple. Mm-hmm. The skills are a constant practice. So that's why even with Love Madden, I talk about practice love daily. Right. It has to be a thing that you do and you do on a regular basis. And when you when you fall short, um, having that patience with yourself to say, you know, I can keep going, right. extending grace to myself. That has been an area that I have struggled with because it's not just an off and on switch, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, I think the role that it's uh, played in my healing journey is that it has helped me build endurance Mm -hmm. for the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I come on and I, I, you all are hearing me today, Mm -hmm. I'm in one of those enduring endurance moments Mm -hmm. where I am, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Um, So I need to refocus, Mm -hmm. recharge, Mm -hmm. kind of get back to where I can start picking up the, the pace Mm -hmm. if we're, you know, thinking about it as like, as a race. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think just riding the wave of patience and giving myself grace through that process has, is helping me heal, has helped me heal and is currently helping me heal right now and I just say like you know sometimes we can get upset with ourselves for not being patient Mm -hmm. um or for being you know super anxious and Mm -hmm. you know all of those things and I think what I want to say is feel be comfortable with like feeling those feelings and just processing it and it's really what you do with those things once you've processed that you know makes all of the difference um so, yeah, I think it's just that enduring patience that has really helped me along the journey and continues to help me along my healing journey. Mm. All right. Do you have any advice or key takeaways for someone who struggles with patience? Uh, get back up and keep trying. I mean, if you struggle with anything, it's to get back up and keep trying. I think because I'm someone who struggles with patience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the easy way, the easy route is to say, this is who I am. I don't have no patience. You know, this is how God made me, whatever. Right. And then you just keep operating in this dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice to myself and to others is, okay, I know that this is my natural inclination. Mm-hmm. However, I have a goal to improve in this area. Yeah. And just because I fall short today doesn't mean that I have to be tomorrow who I was today. And sometimes we'll take steps forward and we'll feel like we're in a good space. And just like with any struggle, we might relapse. We might kind of go back to depend on the environment, depend on the context of what's going on. Um, And just like you said, showing yourself grace in that. Um, Just getting back up, getting back on the wagon. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say something very similar. Mm. Um, And as I was driving over here, there's a song, a gospel song that I was listening to called Better. I was I'm trying to look it up now Mm. to see who sings it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like a lot of people on it, like Kiki Wyatt is on it. Mm. Um, 
I'm gonna I'll we'll put the song in the in the, in show, the show notes. notes. It's, I think I know what you're talking about. It's yes. like a we are the world kind of yeah. Like, like I think Mary, like maybe Erica Campbell is on yeah. it. I don't know who the like main person for y'all to look it up. But mm-hmm. that was one of the things that they said about like don't count yourself out. Mm-hmm. You can still get back up on that patience train, whether that takes a day, a month, mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. No, you know. <laughs> It shouldn't take that long, but you know, I'm not here to judge because right. Lord knows <laughs> there are some things where I'm like, this probably should have taken two weeks for you to like work through and process and it'd be taken like four months. Yeah. So, and some things take longer. Like I yeah. actually met with a friend for dinner recently and she's dealing with grief mm. and what she described as cascading trauma, cascading mm-hmm. grief. So it's been more or more or more. And before she has time to process the one thing, something else. something else happens, making her overall grief. It's not, it's like getting bigger and wider and wider and wider. Cause she's just, you know, pouring more on top of it. And it's taken her from the initial sort of trauma that she experienced. Mm-hmm. She feels like she's like, I don't know if I, some of it I'll ever heal from. Cause it's just, it's just been taking her so, so long. long. And there are other pieces of it that she's been able to tease out and process and make peace with. Right. But there are some parts of it that are taking her, like, I mean, it's five, six years mm. that she's been in this sort of really, you know, difficult Space. place. Yeah. So um, having patience and grace with yourself through that is important because the alternative is staying in that dark place. Right. So I think however long it takes to process processing and getting the help that you need to process yeah I have I was thinking about this recently and I don't know if I said it on the last episode or maybe I said it in my own like private conversations where do we learn how to grieve Mm. like I don't I don't know where that happens Mm -hmm. and now (laughs) take your time take your time yeah so I'll just leave it there. But I feel like I don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. And I know you can go to like therapy and get mm-hmm. the tools. and mm-hmm. stuff, But that's like after it happens. Right. Right. What do you do during? Right. Or like leading up to it. So like we can. Not, not that you're like bracing yourself mm-hmm. for things, mm-hmm. but I think you can just be better equipped. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. And sometimes I feel like we we don't grieve. Yeah. You know, we just stuff it down or press it down. And so when she talked about this thing of the cascading grief, it's like we we won't process it. And then something else will come up right. and end up tr- re-triggering it or re-traumatizing us yeah. because we never we never processed it. We didn't learn how or people grieve in private Right. And then we don't know what that looks like yeah. or people grieve in, in unhealthy ways. And so we don't, you know, we don't, yeah, it's something I, I, I in, in our home, I'm always reminding my husband not to tell our daughter how she feels mm-hmm. like he'll be like, you all right, you good. Right. And I'm like, are, I'll say, are you okay? Yeah. You know, and sometimes she'll milk it. No, I ain't got right. I want I my Gabby a hug, band-aid. and I need a boo boo band aid. 
And I'm like, and he's like, she ain't nothing wrong with her. And I'm like, I, I, I understand what you're saying, babe. However, I'm trying to teach her how to identify and process her own feelings, yeah. even if it's a feeling about bumping your knee. It's not a, it's not a big deal, but I want her to learn and define what's a big deal and not a big deal and not have to look to somebody else to tell her how she feels yeah. or that something is a big deal or not. Because people will constantly tell you things like you're sh you're strong. I've talked about this yeah. before with me going through the recurrent losses. You're so strong. And I'm like, don't. Don't I understand people are meaning it as a compliment, but like you don't have to project that onto me because then right. now I feel this pressure to show up as a strong and okay yeah. when I'm not okay. Yeah. So I rather people say things like I'm here for you, I'm here to support you, you know, or I yeah, I'm proud of how you've been navigating this with grace yeah, or something better, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes people say things that they they mean as a compliment. You're so resilient. And it's like Okay, now I feel like when I'm with this person, I have to show up as so resilient, even if that's not what they meant. And then it doesn't yeah. create a safe space to cry, to be vulnerable, right. to be soft, even as a woman, yeah. you know, and I can't even imagine what that feels like for a man, yeah. especially a black man. Where is the safe space to be soft? Exactly. You know, that's it. yeah. And that, like when we were talking, I was thinking about it from a lens of like, you know, Eliana or my goddaughter, mm -hmm. like what things can be taught now? Mm -hmm. And like you said, you like helping her process her feelings mm -hmm. and let her know that they're valid mm -hmm. and all of those things. It's a start. But yeah, like what tools do we need to equip them with so that when they do experience these like, you know, larger life traumas. Yeah. Or and I think modeling behavior, too. Yeah, that's true. Like. My mom never cried in front of us. And I, yeah. you know, and I think, well, till we were older, then it was right. like, whoa. Yeah. I don't know what to do yeah. for you, you know. And for me, it's like knowing that we don't want to put our issues on our kids yes. or we falling apart. But it is okay for me to, for her to see me feeling sad Emotion, yeah. or feeling frustrated or yeah. feeling, you know, angry. Whatever feelings That's I have, I feel like it's okay for her to see me. And I think it's also just as important for her to see me working through those things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've noticed she models back like when she's sad or down, I'll say, do you need a hug? So she can like she has like the emotional capacity. I think I talked about this. She'll look at my face and say, mommy, are you sad? Mm -hmm. Or she'll say, are you frustrated? Are you feeling frustrated? Like she has different words now right. that she's identified different feeling feelings. Yeah. And I'll say, I'm not sad. I'm just, you know, I'm feeling a little frustrated or I'm going through something challenging. And she'll say, well, do you need a hug? Yeah. So I can see how modeling already is showing up that she's doing back to me. What she sees instead of her, her saying, you are right. You, are you know what I'm saying? So it does yeah. make a difference of just kind of modeling. It's like if your kid has a tantrum and then you're yelling at them to get your in the car, do 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 now you're modeling, you're, the, same you're modeling thing. the same thing. Yeah. So the most, the best thing that I could do, and I don't know if you guys follow destiny Ann on, um, um, Instagram, she's the woman who went viral for the bitch. You doing a good job. Like oh, she's the okay. first, like the original originator of that audio, but she talks about conscious parenting. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that you need to do is be able to regulate your own nervous system. So if she's irritating me because I'm embarrassed, I'm hot, she's falling out on the ground, I'm trying to pick her up, people are looking, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm sweating, I got bags, now I'm irritated, and I'm picking her up, shoving her in the car, I cannot regulate my own, so I literally will stop and breathe, 
even though she's not following, she's still falling out. But I'm like, don't worry about her. Get yourself Get together yourself first. Together. That's a good approach. Or you cuss at a four year old because that's where I be yeah. on the brain. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Do you have the tools? And it's hard to deploy them. But if y'all don't follow her, whether you got kids or not, mm-hmm. the Destiny Ann girl, she's very, she's very direct. But she just really helps put things into perspective to remind us of like just getting ourselves together before we can worry about <laughs> anybody else. Yeah. And as you just said that a mm-hmm. little like word came in my spirit mm-hmm. is like, if you're struggling with patience, pause, mm. right? Because that is the thing that helps to build mm-hmm. that patience mm-hmm. muscle, mm-hmm. right? Like when, when you were, mm-hmm. you know, driving here and mm-hmm. you wanted people to move out your way. Mm-hmm. And when I was um, in the line mm-hmm. at the fast food place, if we just pause, pause, that's good. Take a breath. Yeah. Whether it's something as trivial as us getting to a location right. or us, you know, waiting for the things that we desire, mm-hmm. pause, mm-hmm. process, breathe. Mm-hmm. And I think that that helps to, to build that patience muscle. That's really good. And not worrying about what anyone else is doing. Cause I think the other thing that makes us impatient, child. whether it's something small, like me worrying about people looking at my child falling out in, on the floor or whether it's something big of people judging me for whatever my marital status or are you renting or buying are you people you know worrying about what other people are doing it's just like running your own race if you're looking at what everyone else is doing or your perception of whatever everyone else is doing now you've created a false narrative for yourself you've created this timeline for yourself and you feel like you are behind so I think whether it's something big in the grand scheme of life or something little it's just important to go inward when you lack patience inward inwards and upward not looking that's, around. That's it. And I think, and you can do that with the pause. With the pause. Right. So yeah. That's inward good. Inward and upward. That's good. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Is there one way that you can apply patience mm-hmm. um, in your own life in the very near future? And if so, what would that be? Uh, by being mindful. I think part of the reason that I'm so impatient, like I said, is because I'm doing so many different things and I'm not ever paying attention to the thing I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. I'll sit here in, being in conversation with you, but my brain it's is is making dinner, is is defrosting the chicken, mm-hmm. is doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, oh, I get my greatest ideas in the shower. Like, no, you just need to be <laughs> in the shower thinking about cleaning yourself. You need to get out of the shower and think about drying yourself, <laughs> then moisturizing, then getting dressed. What am I doing? I don't even remember the shower. Sometimes I'd be like, <laughs> how did I get here? Or did I take a shower today? Because my I wasn't do I wasn't doing it. I'm I was literally doing something else. Prepping podcast notes and then I gotta hurry up and find a notebook when I get a hand all wet, <laughs> trying to write it down, tap it on my phone. I'm never present and I'm never mindful and I lack patience because my rate, my pace is it's not matching. So it's too fast. Yeah, it's I move too fast. I think too fast. I move too fast. I talk too fast. I was listening to back to an audio message that uh, I I sent to my sister and I called her and I was like, <laughs> I sound so unhinged. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, Ehh. and my sister's like, it's OK. Like, I'm used to you. And I was like, I need to just take a deep breath. I'm trying to spill out all the thoughts all to the- her in real time. 
granted, I had had espresso that morning and I think it really showed in the audio message, but I, I need to, Blame it on the espresso. I need to slow down and pause and be more mindful. So I'm going to, that's what I'm going to apply. Like right away, focus on what you're doing when you're driving, drive, yeah. stop trying to do all the things, you know? So that's me. What about you? So for me, I'm going to focus on going upwards. Mm -hmm. Like you said, mm -hmm. I, I am in a place where I'm very like inward mm -hmm. introspection, mm -hmm. you know, reflection, all those things. But I have literally got to a point where I am like angry and frustrated with God. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just not doing the things that I should be doing to build that patience muscle, build that faith muscle, build that hope muscle, all those things. I've just kind of disconnected from it. Mm. And even the other day, like I had a moment mm. and I just had to send somebody a text. Like I need you to pray for me because mm. right now mm. I can't even like utter the word. Mm. So um, I just would say like, yeah, for me, I just need to focus on rebuilding that relationship with God so that I can, um, you know, get the patience that I need to endure whatever is along the journey ahead. So, And so what I can share with you about that, because I've, I have been in that space mm -hmm. is when you talk about the relationship, unlike our relationship with others is that once you, you've done the work to get back in the space to, right. you know, to come back. God is there mm -hmm. ready to embrace you. Yeah. Yeah. It is no, you, you don't, you don't have to like talk it out, have a weird, like right. house awkward. Yeah. Are we, we, are we cool? Whatever. It's not like it is with right. people. Right. Right. You just come back yeah. and you dive right in. And so that's yeah. the beauty of having this, relationship yeah. with a God who is not just all powerful and all knowing and all these amazing things, but just loves us Uncon so yeah. deeply and unconditionally that it's yeah. even hard to kind of fathom. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been in that space where I was angry with God. I was questioning God. I was, I got it. Does God even exist? Are you even there? Because the whole world, everything was just about me and what I was going through in yeah. that moment. That's yeah. where I was at. Yeah. Um, but then just coming back from that, and receiving this like unmerited just grace mm -hmm. and love and not feeling like now I'm going to be punished for my actions, actions. and yeah. it was it's not that wasn't how I felt I was able to come right in and just feel the honor of just being in the presence of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit and just knowing that like wow God is here yeah. and cares about me and then I went through something very difficult and I was calling on him after I had just showed my ass and he was there and showed up and was with me. And I just, you know, it's a, it's, it's okay. Where you are yeah. is okay. Yeah. Um, and what you can look forward to is just that beautiful sort of embrace. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Anything else before we move into close? No, guys, we're actually in studio today. So when I say, Marcus, can I get the organs, please? Marcus, I can actually, he's right here. I can see him. So I'm excited about that. Um, all right, closing. Um, as always, I have a passage, a prayer, and a practice for us. So here is the passage. All the 
the the blog post that I read today had like three scriptures in it. So there's a bunch of passages you can go back to um, that I think are relevant depending on where you are. But the one that I selected for the passage of the week is Romans 8 to 5. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. If we hope for it, right? Like sometimes we can have a desire but not have the hope. But if we hope for it, then we are to wait for it with patience. If you hope for it, that means that you don't just want it, you expect it. If you hope for it, you believe it's going to come to pass. You believe it's going to come to fruition. So if you have hope, and you wait for it with patience. I thought that was so beautiful because it's just a difference between having a desire and having a hope. So here's the prayer. God, thank you for teaching through your word that love is patient. Thank you for your patience that produces hope. Thank you, Lord, for gratitude and joy even in our suffering. Help me, God, to practice enduring patience in this challenging season. Help me to hope for what I cannot yet see. Help me to wait patiently for it. Allow me to show myself the same loving patience that I work to extend to those around me and that you extend to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And here's our practice, folks. If y'all are doing these practices with us, and we encourage you to do so this week, I will focus on practicing patience. I will commit to finding gratitude, even if it's just a morsel of gratitude in my long suffering. That's what we got for you this week. That's on that. All right. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Matt and Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating.